0: You want it. You need it. It's what everyone's talking about. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Now, here's Kevin. You're listening to The Sports Fix. All right, Tommy uh, calling in by phone. Aaron and I are both in studio. We just Cloroxed and Lysoled down the whole studio. It smells great in here. And we think we're we're safe uh, for the time being. Um, you know what I say that, and I shouldn't even sort of even suggest that it's a pain in the ass, or suggest in sort of a sarcastic way, because I'm really not being sarcastic. I've never been more Tommy. Like I'm pretty uh, pretty much a germaphobe uh, already, and I definitely you know have uh, significant OCD tendencies. But you know I'm wiping everything down and mics and. You know, um, you know the mouse to, to work the computer, the the uh, the remote control for the TV, doorknobs left and right. It's a crazy time we're living in. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. Look, I don't think you can be too overly cautious about this uh, because we have no idea what what the future holds for, for us. I mean, we don't generally. This is kind of a wake up call because we never really have any idea. Uh, what the future holds for us, but now we really don't. Uh, and so I don't think you can be overly cautious at all. Like I said, I'm the guy who started wearing rubber gloves a week ago yeah. when I went out. You know, and now you can't buy them anywhere.
0: Well, you said so. that that co- co- Mr. Covid or Mrs. Covid's gunning for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? Yes. I'm not putting. I'm not taking myself out of that equation either. I mean, this is a serious thing, and. Um it's been crazy too around my house. I, I you weren't here yesterday but I think I told Aaron. I mean, I had my house is full. I mean, I got th- all, all three boys home. They they've got girlfriends in the house. You know, it's oh, it's God. it's a, honestly it's crazy and you know over the weekend they're going out and I I finally oh. really laid down the law Sunday and I just said, "Look, here's the deal." you're gonna stay here you're gonna you' you're are going to be coachable you're gonna follow the rules you're not going out you're not bringing an infection back into this house period because Good for you <clears throat> you guys are fine but the problem with you guys and your generation is that and I probably would have been the same way you know at, at nineteen twenty twenty one twenty two years old is that I probably would have been out you know over the weekend and partying too but I think it's really you know Hour by hour certainly day by day it's gotten more serious for everybody but you know if you you know you're following all this and most of you are it's it's the young people that people are really concerned about because even if they don't get a symptom they could have it and they could transmit it um, to somebody else and that person's reaction, especially if they're older would be much different but I, I was going to tell you that and I forget if I mentioned this on the podcast yesterday. And I, to be honest with you, I can't even remember who told me this. Um, I didn't come up with this on my own. But somebody said, look, this is like a movie that we're living in. But if there were a trailer for this particular movie, we haven't even gotten to the parts that would appear in the trailer. <laughs> like, we haven't. Yeah. The worst is, is yet to come. I'm not alarming people. That's what they keep saying. The worst is yet to come. And what would show up in the trailer for this movie hasn't even happened yet. They can't cut no. the trailer yet. So, you're right. That's
1: a pretty good analogy. We, I mean, if you're trying to sell this as a movie, it hasn't started yet.
0: And that's what Absolutely. they're. Absolutely. That's what they're saying. You know. And listen, um,
1: I have, I have, I have, a, I have an, uh, I have a solution for your kids. This is what you do. You tell all of them. The first one that goes out gets cut out of my will
0: okay and i'll
1: donate the money to uh some charity or something like that so you leave the house don't think you know if you get me sick you're going to benefit from it
0: well they're leaving the house but they're definitely now not um you know going to any place look i I i said this on the podcast yesterday and you obviously weren't on so i'll repeat it um on Saturday, my oldest son just—he came home. He feels better being at home. First of all, there's a lot of food in the house, which you know my wife and I went out and purchased. I mean, not—we we certainly weren't hoarding, um, not even close to it. Um, and and by the way, we were picking through what was left on the shelves on Saturday, on Friday night and Saturday. But his girlfriend, who lives in LA. She flew in on the red-eye Friday night, Saturday morning, and... Oh, my god! I know. And th- she said the flight was packed. The two of them went out on Saturday night. Every restaurant downtown was packed. Now, you know, again, it's changing hour by hour, certainly day by day. And the next day was Sunday was when I said, look, that ain't happening anymore. That's You're not, you know, you, you've got to pay attention to this. It's... You're not going to go out into any place that they're telling you not to go and then coming back here. That's over. So if you're going to chance it and you're going to go to a large gathering, go back to your place. He, you know, he's got a place downtown um, right. where, where he has a roommate, you know. and um, But, you know, they're used to eating out, Tommy, and, and that changed yesterday. You know, you know, young people are used to basically eating most of their meals outside of their place, so now, if you don't if you don't eat by five o'clock, you don't get to eat. You know, or you're gonna yeah. have to go to a supermarket and figure it out uh, on your own. But yeah, I um, I'm not. Uh, you know, my, my kids don't really know me as sort of a an alarmist in these situations. And I'm not being alarmist. I'm just I'm just being very matter of fact. And it's like, look, here's the deal: you go out and you put yourself into a large gathering situation. You do what they're telling you not to do. Then don't come back here. Go to your place. Period. That's it. And then what are they
1: telling you? What are they telling you at your radio station?
0: um, Well, it's you know, it's now only. Um, you know, essential personnel, that's it essential. Yeah. And really the essential is on the air and you should see you, like I was in the studio this morning, doing the show from the studio, uh, in silver spring this morning and it is, you know, Lysol spray everywhere, wipes, sanitizing wipes everywhere. So we're just, you know, we're cleaning up when we walk in, we're cleaning up when we walk out and it is essential personnel only. Why? What is the other station doing?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to me, but I know that they've given uh, Comrex units to all the uh, daily shows. <clears throat> yeah. So all the daily shows, I believe, are doing it from, from home.
0: Yeah, that's ha- that's starting uh, to happen where we are. And as you know, I have my own studio right. that I work out of every once in a while where I already yes. have that Comrex box, and it's just me. And then when the podcast starts, it's just Aaron and me. And it used right. to be you, too, but nobody else. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, that's so the way it's going. I don't it's know going. what's
1: going to happen with me. Uh, I imagine I'm not going to be doing Chad's show tomorrow afternoon since he's doing it from his house.
0: Well, you can call I don't in. Know... He can have you on yeah, I by imagine you calling Yeah, I can call him. in. Yeah.
1: But I don't know what's going to happen with the Saturday morning show that I do with Nick either. I mean, cause, I mean with Nick, it's me, Nick, and the producer. Right. That's the only people in, in that <clears throat> studio anywhere on a Saturday morning. Right. Uh, and uh, like I said, I, I've got rubber gloves and wipes and I'm pretty. I've been pretty diligent about it, but uh, it's gonna get. It's gonna get old. Yeah. You know, it's 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 one thing to be enthusiastic about it, uh, about you know, maintaining your protection at the beginning, but uh, I mean, I I don't even, I don't even want to think of what what it's gonna be like the end of April beginning of May.
0: Well, I mean, you had essentially, as we know, the gathering number dropped to 10 yesterday. You had the president, um, communicating that this new norm could last uh, till August. Um, and, uh, it is a, it's, it's, it's just strange. And I know everybody out there is going through the same thing and you know, I, I was thinking, we, we all were in the business that we're in. It's like, there's no sports, what are you going to talk about? Well, you know, my immediate reaction was, well, it's NFL free agency. It's essentially yeah. what we would be spending the majority of time talking about anyway. So the, there's content and plenty of it. The big difference is, is that for a radio show, people that listen to radio shows, talk shows... The, the significant majority of them are in their cars, and now you have a lot of people that aren't in their cars at the same time if they're in them at all going to and from work or to and from meetings or to and from lunch, et cetera. Um, the podcast format, however, is different. A lot of you that listen to the podcast, listen, you know, when you are working out at home or you're, you're at home at night or early in the morning, you know, and some of you. And I know, I know this because we, when we first started this, we learned a lot from a lot of the people um, that were, that initially listened to a lot of people were listening in their cars to and from work. Um, but you have the option, obviously, to listen to this whenever you want. And you have the option to listen to, to my radio show and Tommy's radio show whenever you want to. I mean, the Team 980 I, I, app yeah, and, yeah. and the Team980.com and all that, you can listen to my morning show whenever you want. But anyway, <clears throat> the content part isn't the issue. I mean, <laughs> yesterday was an absolute frenzy. And today, even more so with the Brady news, which we will get to here um, in a minute, but It was quite, you know, I don't know what your position was because I don't know that we talked about this on Friday. We may have, actually. I really didn't think that it made sense to cancel or postpone, not cancel, but postpone free agency, as long as nobody was at risk from a health standpoint, safety standpoint, I thought it made sense for the NFL to move forward. I understand what the optics could have been, and we talked about that. I think we did. Um, But I'm glad that they moved forward. And, you know, there was a lot of media criticism. There was not really what I could see, a lot of fan criticism. I think it was a good diversion for people yesterday and today. What did you think? Listen, normally
1: I am a big fan of the optics of an event because I think you can't separate them normally from uh, the product itself. But this time all we're dealing with, the only thing that matters now is reality. The optics don't mean dick in terms of this. So, so I have no problem with the NFL going ahead with its free agency and maybe offending people about the notion of millionaires, you know, signing new contracts. We're way beyond that. Uh, You
0: know? You know, you are – I have to say, and this started with last week on Wednesday, and I understand – and I look, I I feel a little bit vulnerable too. It's not – you know, I'm not 25 either, and I – this – what worries me more than anything, and I'm not worried about it, okay, but there is this possibility of me – One week a year, I get bad asthma because of the tree pollen. What if I get the virus that same week? I'm sure it would make me a little bit more vulnerable. And I know what you've been dealing with, with your bronchitis in multiple bouts with respiratory stuff here in recent years. So I understand that. But you really are. I mean, you're you're looking at this thing as, you know, and you're right, by the way, we have no idea where this goes next, but... Um, you should not be going into any radio studio. You shouldn't be. Really? I don't think you well, should.
1: Okay, well, I went in last Wednesday. I, know. I went in on Saturday. I'm not going to be going, obviously, tomorrow. And I'd be surprised if, if they have us go in on Saturday. I mean, you can't tell. As much as the daily personnel are very valuable, I mean, you can't really say, okay, we don't want them to come in but it's okay you weekend guys come in. <laughs> yeah. You know, cuz you don't really matter that much. Yeah. I mean that that's a bad optic, okay, uh, right there. But but generally as far as the NFL free agency, I thought it was an important a healthy diversion. I yeah. think it was important, but the NFL, they have a horseshoe so far up their ass. It's just unbelievable. Not only <laughs> not only do, do, do are they not their games not affected by this. You know, the only sport, really, where their games aren't affected by it, at least for now. But they don't have to share the stage with anyone now. Not that, that, not that they didn't dominate it before, but the, the stage is empty. It's just them. So, I mean, they really, I mean, right now, and I I think the, the start of the season is eventually going to be delayed for the NFL down the line. But for right now, they're the only, they're, they're the biggest act in town always. And now they're
0: the only act in town. um, You know, the the tournament obviously is a big loss for sports fans because it it appealed to and crossed over into non-sports fans. It was a pop culture phenomenon, has been for many years. But if we get to September and there's no NFL football and no college football, oh my God, people will be hurting. I mean, sports fans, and I don't even know what the condition of people in this planet will be in September, but if we are in sort of a similar state or maybe we're even coming out of it and the season gets postponed or delayed or we end up with an eight game, who knows? But, man, the NFL uh, and just football in general in this country is, um, is king. It is king. You know, what also, real quickly, Gino, Aaron, I'm sure you've been following this. Um, the dates that you know, the Derby's looking at, that the Masters is looking, they're, they're looking at fall dates and yes. fall weekends yes. for the re, you know the potential reschedule because you know we've already lost the Masters, we've lost the Derby. By the way, we're not only going to lose the Masters, we're going to lose the PGA Championship. We lost the Players Championship. Very possible we're going to lose the British Open and the U.S. Open. Um, so you could have in the fall football. Uh, triple crown, every golf major, like everything sort of NBA finals. Like you could have everything, you know, being trying to sort of, you know, uh, pushed into like a, a one to two month window. It could be one of the greatest sports periods of all time if everybody's healthy and the virus is on the decline at that point. Yes.
1: Yes, it could. But you're missing the granddaddy of them all. The Rose Bowl? The big, <laughs> no, the yep. the Olympics.
0: Uh, Yeah, I know.
1: The, the Olympics is a financial nightmare a financial nightmare for the people involved right now they uh, I, I know people who work in, in the uh, in the Olympics and they are they're just frightened to death about their product at this point not the disease, not the illness but the reality is that I don't think the Olympics are supposed to start july twenty fourth I don't think that's going to happen and the, rap, the, the amount of money we're talking about that the network and, and the organizers spend on that event and how important that is worldwide, that's wor- – I mean, look, you're talking NFL football. The super, I mean, the, the Olympics are a worldwide event that if, if they happen to have come back, if they could do the Olympics like, I, as scheduled, it would be a huge emotional boost to the world. But I don't think they're going to. And that's gonna be the biggest hit worldwide in the world of sports. Right. I don't think I don't think you're gonna see the Olympics. But, I just don't think
0: But as you know, Amer- Americans would be much more devastated if their sacred NFL were taken away from them. They would make the trade Olympics for NFL right now.
1: Football fans would. Yeah. Not 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 housewives and, uh, and family true.
0: members. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, football crosses over into almost every every I know. uh every demographic. Um so the, uh, there's a lot that's happened since the, my radio show this morning. Um, at the very end of the show, Brady, um, the Brady thing broke. We're, we're going to get to that. But the thing that just broke moments ago is that the um, Panthers have given uh, Cam Newton um, the ability to seek a trade. And what I just saw on Twitter, all right, just sit down before you hear this. Um, Terry McLaurin has just tweeted out that story about Cam Newton um, being available via trade, and he just tweeted out sort of the hands together in the praying formation. So I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> and I don't know, you know, oh, what, that no what that means. I have no idea what that means.
1: Giving somebody a taste of their own medicine.
0: You know what? I know that. I mean, uh, of course, I'm kidding, everybody. I am kidding. That's not what would happen. That's not what did happen. But I did find it interesting that even, you know, when Stefan Diggs tweeted out yesterday, it's time for a new beginning, that's what we got from Dwayne Haskins, the retweet with the hands together praying. Yeah, The Redskins DM. And by the way, people got upset with me because when Dwayne tweeted that out, um, I said, uh, hold on, I'm going to find it here, what my reply was, because I replied to Dwayne for the first time. Um, I've never done that before um, several of you got upset with my reply. My reply was what slash who should your GM trade for him? I was interested in whether or not, you know, Dwayne would respond. He didn't respond or he hasn't responded. I don't think. And several people, you know, got upset with me. Somebody said, I hope he blocks you. And I said, well, why aren't you curious? As to yeah. what you know he would want and who, who he who we would trade, you know for digs. I mean, if you're going to put that out there, let's hear the whole thing. And you know, others well, said they didn't
1: like it because you exposed them.
0: I did. I don't think I really exposed yeah. him. Well, yeah, you I was did. just you curious. I was curious who we would tra- who, him how
1: foolish because how foolish it, he is to do that because
0: you don't just get a player to be able to come here for nothing. It, it involves a trade. Diggs was well, unless, not a free unless agent.
1: You're the then you <laughs> unless
0: you're the Arizona Cardinal. Unless you're the Arizona Cardinal. Unless you're dealing with Houston, and then they'll just yeah. give him to you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the, the, the news here on Cam Newton, I have no idea. Just so everybody understands, I have no idea if the Redskins are interested in Cam Newton. Of course, every uh, talk show on television, when that news broke about 30, 40 minutes ago, They were all mentioning the Redskins as a possibility. Obviously, it's not just Ron Rivera, it's Scott Turner, too. You know? And it's one year at $19.5 million, and that's it. You know, maybe that's the veteran quarterback they bring in to either mentor Dwayne, right, or start if they don't think Dwayne is ready. I, I have no idea whether or not that'll happen. I do know this, if this is true. I remember Matthew Barry, the fantasy guy on ESPN, Aaron, right? I don't really – I don't follow him. I don't watch him. But I know that he had this report two weeks ago maybe that Ron Rivera and Cam Newton absolutely love each other, that Ron Rivera loves Cam. Cam loves Ron Rivera. The relationship is super, super tight. So now that's a lot of money for one year nineteen and a half million bucks. When when you're paying Alex right Smith, uh, the same year, that's right.
1: And and Dwayne Haskins a rookie contract, but, but they didn't get a, a Mar- lot of money.
0: But they didn't get Amari Cooper for twenty two million. I I mean, that's a lot of money for the quarterback position.
2: Here's the interesting thing: uh, the Panthers just put out on Twitter a statement from Marty Herney, which pretty much indicated that if a trade isn't worked out, they're going to release him. I think that's when it becomes really interesting if it gets to that point.
0: Well, because you could theoretically, I mean, if first of all, right now, um, you know, what does Cam Newton bring back with one year left on his deal coming off the injuries? And by the way, some, you know, at least some conversation about how much he really wants to dig in and commit to football moving forward for the rest of his career. So you're not going to get a hell of a lot for Cam to begin with because of that situation. Um, That's true. If he got released, Aaron, yeah, you know, you, you still, you know, yeah, and then at that point you can essentially, you know, sign him for something else if you, you know, you you can work, work that out. If you trade for him, you, you basically have his contract. I have no idea. I would – my personal guess is no. That's my my personal guess on Cam Newton. I still think the Redskins will go out and sign – an absolute perceived true backup to Haskins. That's what my guess is. Cam Newton's availability doesn't change that for me, Um, but I do think it would be so interesting if if they were interested and they made a move. And you know what's interesting about that, Tommy and Aaron? I don't necessarily think it would be like an indictment or a final conclusion on Dwayne. I think it would be Rivera's really comfortable with Cam, Um, he, you know, Cam, he believes could be a mentor to Dwayne in many ways, and that maybe Dwayne is the guy 2021 and moving forward, but with Cam in 2020, we're going to have a shot. Now they didn't get the receiver they wanted in Amari Cooper, more on that coming up, but that's my guess, is that they don't, is that Cam Newton doesn't end up, and I would, that would be the betting odds too, but I bet Cam Newton's not a Redskin.
1: Oh, I don't think he's going to be a Redskin either. Because of the simple notion that the owner won't let them get, get him as a Redskins. It's as simple as that. I don't care what Ron Rivera wants. Dan <laughs> Snyder's not going to let them bring in Cam Newton. Uh-huh. Come
0: on. Well, there's always that, too. There's you know? always that, too. Um,
1: yeah, so let's, let's not get crazy here. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, let-
1: if Cam Newton comes in here, uh, I'm sorry. But uh, Dwayne Haskins is on the phone to his buddy, Dan. And they're they're plotting
0: Ron Rivera's demise within half an hour. Rivera doesn't
2: make it to the opener. Yeah. Uh. Here's an interesting Cam Newton uh, note. So Panthers put out, we have given Cam Newton permission to seek a trade. Cam Newton has responded to that. Stop with the word play. I never asked for it. There's no dodging this one. I love the Panthers to death and will always love you guys. Please do not try and play me or manipulate the narrative and act like I wanted this. You forced me into this.
0: Mm. It certainly sounds like it ain't gonna. It's not. It's over in Carolina, and that Bridgewater to Carolina, right now. I, that seems to make sense to me. Okay, so it's not Bridgewater to New England. Um, let's 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 get to this Tom Brady stuff, and then we'll do all the Redskins stuff. I promise. Um, this Brady for those of you that don't know yet, at this point, it'd be crazy if you don't know. Um, Brady uh, basically announced on Instagram today, he's done. His days with New England are over. Um, he's going to play for somebody else. Uh, he wrote a note. Um, he said, I wanted to say thank you to all the incredible fans and and, and Patriots supporters. Massachusetts has been my home for 20 years. It's been truly the happiest two decades I could have inve- envisioned in my life. And I have nothing but love and gratitude for my time in New England. And it goes on and on and on. It's a very... Um, you know, warm, heartfelt uh, goodbye note to Patriots nation. Um, the both Belichick and Kraft have weighed in, um, and they say the nicest things about Brady. Um, and so, uh, it, apparently, too, Kraft called Stephen A. in the middle of his show to make sure that Stephen A. on First Take knew this was Brady's decision not the Patriots decision. That's apparently been, you know, made very clear by Robert Kraft that Brady, you know, wanted to move on. Kraft said, "I love him like a son. I'm very sad. I wish it were the right thing for him to stay here. I've known him for half his life. I told him that I watched him come here as a kid with Peach Fuzz, and he told me that he'd be the best decision I ever made." Um he said uh Kraft said he thinks Brady's decision to leave the Patriots with Patriots was based on financial considerations. I think he just wanted to move on. It's crazy that it would be financial considerations, um, but that it was Brady's call. So, now we get to you know what's next for Brady. My immediate reaction was Bucks or Chargers. The, the what have I said for 3 months now on what I think would be the best fit for him, Aaron, is your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they are now the betting favorite at minus 130. I think the Chargers would be great, too. I think if he goes to Tampa, and to me, him being in L.A. makes a lot of sense more than Tampa. um, But I think Tampa could win, certainly be a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender with him.
1: I would agree. I agree on both those. I think it's the Chargers and Tampa. I think he has a better chance of winning in Tampa than he does in L.A., uh, you know, I, I agree with you that the Chargers or, or, or the Bucks makes, makes some sense. I think he has a better chance of winning in Tampa. Uh, the L.A. connection, I think, is based on this notion that he wants to be some kind of media personality. I don't know, Hollywood type or something like that in his post-playing career. And he has, he doesn't have, he's got no personality. He's got no charisma other than what he does on the football field. And he's boring.
0: I agree with that. I do agree with that. he's not he he his charisma is him on a football field in the same way yeah. Tiger woods's charisma is his game, and when he's on a golf course uh I completely agree with that. obviously, you know, I think most people would say he's a handsome man with a face for Hollywood, but He's not an actor. So am
1: I, but you, you don't he's see me
0: not out there. Well, I mean, I you, you, actually, I think you're slightly better looking. Um, uh, but he's he's not. Yeah, I agree with you. He's not an actor. Uh, but here's the thing: it's not so much about that. It's about where he and his wife would prefer to live. You right. know, they'd probably prefer Southern California to you know Tampa, St. Pete. Um, more likely than not, I would I would think that that would be true. So,
1: although his money would go farther in Tampa, it than it would. In
0: LA. I know without state, you know. State but, taxes, but again, but, I don't.
1: I do yeah. I mean, Considering
0: she's got a lot of money, him. they got a lot of money.
1: earnings wise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know why money would be a consideration.
0: So the Chargers, you know. Wait a
1: minute. One last yeah.
0: thing
1: about Brady. Do you think he did it on St. Patrick's Day on purpose?
0: <laughs> no. I think he did. You do?
1: Uh, how can you ignore it? One of the biggest days in in Boston.
0: Yeah, but St. there's St. no Patrick there's Day. no parade.
1: Well, I know this makes it more painful. This makes it worse.
0: I don't think he wanted to stick it to that fan base or there the city.
1: I I think he did this on St. Patrick's Day on purpose. Whatever his motives were, I I think he did. Are you can you? What would it have hurt to wait a day?
0: Well, it's just that tomorrow is the beginning of free agency, even though the legal tampering period is really the beginning of free agency. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with that. I I think that – I I don't know what the deal is with Brady and with Belichick and Brady in New England. You know, my, I, I would bet – In many ways, Belichick is excited to sort of prove that he can win a Super Bowl without Brady, and Brady would be excited to prove that he could do the same without Belichick. You know, Belichick is not, you know, the parent that, you know, expresses his or her love every single day and tells you how great you are. Um, I'm sure at some point, Brady would love to have somebody that's more reassuring and more confidence-inspiring, even though he doesn't need it. Um... You know both situations, Tampa and the Chargers, are intriguing. Certainly from a roster standpoint, it probably gives them a much better chance. Especially since the Patriots have lost right, Aaron. They lost Kyle Van Noy yesterday. They've already lost Jamie Collins. Right? They, they they're losing players left and right. They don't have a lot of cap space. Both Tampa and the Chargers may give them a better chance to compete for a Super Bowl. My God, the talent that both of them have on offense and both coaching staffs. You know Anthony Lynn's done a decent job there. Yes, and certainly Bruce Arians, the combination of Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, and Todd Bowles, I think that is what you call a professional staff. You know, I agree. And so Godwin and Evans and Brate and Howard and you know the Tampa situation, and, and even though they didn't perform well defensively last year, they've got some defensive talent. I mean, we've said this a million times, Aaron. If Jameis Winston cut his interceptions by just. They probably would have been in the playoffs or had a chance to be in the playoffs last year. Every single loss was a close, heartbreaking loss, usually courtesy of too many turnovers from Jameis Winston. Um, That team, to me, uh, I looked at – I couldn't find the division odds on my site, updated division odds. I did find the over-under totals, and and New England had dropped to 9, 95 Buffalo had gone up, I think, to eight and a half, nine, something like that. So Buffalo may ultimately be the, the favorite to win that division. But what about Tampa? What do you have?
2: Uh, right now for the AFC site, Patriots still listed as a minus 110 favorite, Buffalo plus 175.
0: What about a, uh, the NFC South and or AFC West? NFC
2: South, Saints are prohibitive favorite, minus 225,
0: Tampa plus 300 right now. Man, that's now's the time to jump on that just in case. And by
1: the way, speaking of Buffalo, as there's a season... If Stefan Diggs got frustrated at Kirk Cousins. Yeah. When do we get to look at Josh Allen?
0: Yeah, no we're going to get to that. We're going to get to the Diggs and Cousins yeah. stuff um definitely. Yeah. Um Cousins has probably gotten more has been paid more money for a player of his caliber. I don't know. There are a lot of baseball deals, Tommy, you would be able to point to. Um, You know I like Cousins a lot, but Cousins is not a top five player, but has been paid like one now for five consecutive years. It's quite remarkable. And the,
1: Reds, and the Redskins set him up on that They path. started
0: the whole thing. Started yep. the whole thing. It's going to be interesting, too, to, to watch Dak Prescott in Dallas, if he gets a long-term deal done or not, because I personally think if you do the math on the Prescott thing, he's waiting for the new TV deals. Because once the new TV deals get cut, that's when you strike. And I think one of the reasons Kirk, you know, there was reporting over the weekend that he wasn't going to do an extension, and I said, just wait. Wait until some of these deals start happening and then the Tannehill deal ha- happened and you know, uh I, I thought he would have waited longer personally, but he cleared up some space for them. Um go ahead, you were gonna say something.
1: No, that's all I was gonna say. Okay. I was gonna talk about the the uh the dig's uh frustration with cousins and uh he's he's not gonna like life with Josh Allen
2: in yeah.
0: Buffalo. All right, let's get to uh, the Redskins here after a quick word about MyBookie.ag. There are things to bet on. You can bet NFL futures right now. You know, you can bet on where Tom Brady's going to land right now. Go to MyBookie.ag. It's easy to use. They pay fast when you win. They'll let you bet on anything, not just games. Um, make MyBookie your sportsbook home uh and use my promo code kevin dc and you'll get a 50% bonus. I know there's no March Madness, I know there's no baseball coming up, no NBA, no NHL right now, but again, lots of futures bets opportunities. Um you can bet on uh things uh, po- politically oriented. Make my bookie your sports book home. Visit mybookie.ag today and deposit with my promo code kevin dc for a 50% bonus. That's Kevin D.C. All right, let's get to all of the Redskin stuff. Aaron, you follow Twitter to make sure we don't miss anything here while we're going through this. So, um, uh, you know, I... I I knew that the Redskins were going to attempt to be aggressive in free agency, and that's clearly what they attempted to do. For those of you that were saying, "Where's all the aggression?" Well, don't be stupid. They were aggressive. They offered Amari Cooper, you know, two million more per year, according to reports, than Dallas did. They they wanted to be aggressive, but there's no guarantee you're going to get the player to reciprocate. You know, it's a two way street. The player has to want to play for you too, um, and the Redskins you know we're all in on Amari Cooper. Uh this was going to be their centerpiece of free agency. They really wanted Cooper. Now you can debate whether or not you should invest that much money in a wide receiver. Um I understand that and I think it's a reasonable, you know, an absolute reasonable sort of conclusion to come to that you know, wide receivers never make the difference between Super Bowl teams and and non-Super Bowl teams. I'm just telling you, the Redskins, and I told you this a month ago, the Redskins were going to be aggressive. Amari Cooper was at the top of their list, as was Austin Hooper and Kenyon Drake. Now, Drake got transition tagged certainly after what turned out to be one of the most incredible trades we've seen in recent memory, Houston trading DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and his second-round pick. Um, so, you know, them trading David Johnson meant that they were going to keep, they're going to keep Kenyon Drake. They'll have the right to match any offer, um, that comes in. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, this was, here's what I would say about the Amari Cooper miss number one, I totally, and understand, and I think it's completely justified. Understand those of you that say good, glad they didn't spend that much money on a wide receiver, but that's really missing the point. Because the point is, if you're like me and you believe in Ron Rivera for the time being and you think Ron Rivera is going to get the job done here, okay? well, they wanted him. He wanted him. This was a big part of their plan. They thought if they overbid the market, if they overpaid, they would get him. And they didn't. And so you ask yourself, well, why didn't they get him? Well... I mean, a lot of reasons, right? First of all, Amari Cooper may have just wanted to play in Dallas. Number two, it's the Redskins. You know, you hate when Tommy and I are critical about the Redskins, but they're not a premium or desired destination for most of these players. They've seen the team. They've seen the disaster on game day, you know, 20% capacity in the crowd, and that's on a good day. Um, it's going to take time for Rivera to change the culture so that it becomes a more attractive destination. It's not now. You know, and that's why I said a month ago when I threw out Amari Cooper and Hooper and Drake, you know, it doesn't mean that they'll get him. They're going to want to have to come here. And right now, this place still isn't, you know, a desirable location, destination for players. But, whether or not you thought it made sense for them to to make that kind of offer to Amari Cooper or not, it's what Ron Rivera wanted to do. You know, it's what this new group wanted to do. And they wanted to put weapons around Dwayne Haskins. And so far, they haven't been able to do it. On Hooper, the money got too, uh, too heavy. Um, and for whatever reason, they wouldn't step it up with Hooper. I don't know that they loved Hooper as much. They had a price tag on him, but they weren't willing to go to that number. Um, and, and Cleveland was all right. Uh, personally, I thought what JP said to us yesterday made a lot of sense. And that is, uh, what Hooper's making this year, what he signed for the Redskins paid more to Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis a year ago. So I, I don't get that one. I sort of agree with JP on that. I think maybe they should have gone a little bit higher on Hooper on Kenyon Drake, obviously they transitioned him. He's not available. All right. The tight end situation, Hunter Henry franchised, Hayden Hurst traded, Jimmy Graham signs elsewhere. I don't want Ebron. I don't want Eric Ebron. Um, The Stefan Diggs thing. Let's get to that before we get to the players that they did make moves on. Once Diggs put that tweet out, everybody's like Redskins, Redskins, Redskins. And I, Tommy, I'm like, look, first of all, I don't know that the Redskins are going to be interested. And I found out after the fact that there was very little interest in Diggs. Think about Rivera, wants a good culture, right? You know, think about the one player that wasn't thrilled with Ron Rivera when he played for him for a brief moment in time, and that was Stephen Smith Sr. You know, he never got along with him. I don't think Rivera thinks he would get along with Diggs. Diggs has not helped himself here in recent years. Some of these tirades on sidelines during a playoff game, for crying out loud. But more importantly, the Redskins didn't have enough to make a deal with Minnesota. They didn't have a second-round pick. They didn't have a late-round first. And Trent Williams is going to cost too much money for Minnesota to to sign. So I didn't think that the digs to Redskins thing would work. I am surprised, ultimately, that Minnesota traded him, um, but I don't think he was ever a, a desired target for the Redskins. With that said, Tommy, my God, if we were told that Houston was willing to accept Peanuts for DeAndre Hopkins. I would have given him a lot more than peanuts. I mean, yes. of course, as a Redskin fan, getting Hopkins, we would have been celebrating today as much as you can in this world environment. I mean, that would have been incredible, but you know, they had Cooper uh, on their mind. But anyway, um thoughts on Cooper Diggs and then we'll get to the players that they did sign. Go ahead. Your your your, your turn.
1: Well, uh many years ago there was an, a general manager for the Baltimore Orioles named Sid Thrift, and uh, this was the early years of the Orioles' uh, demise, when they had turned into a, 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 a basically a toxic organization, and uh, they had money to spend one year on free agency, and no one was taking it, no one was coming there, and Sid Thrift made the famous quote. It's like we have Confederate money. That's sort of what the Redskins are dealing with right now. And I think you're right. I think that, you know, maybe the rest of the league, or at least the the talk around the league is, you know, we believe in Ron Rivera. We just don't know if we believe in Ron Rivera as the Washington Redskins head coach yet. We haven't really seen anything in terms of his ability to turn that culture around. So I agree with you 100%. I mean, I mean why, why would you risk your future to come here now, uh, you know, and, and knowing what you know, seeing what you've seen from, from this org- organization? So I, I think you have a situation that, you know, the, the rest of the league is wait and see on what happens with Ron Rivera and Dan Snyder. You know, now for Redskins fans, you all should have signed the pledge that says whatever Ron wants is fine with me. If Ron wanted to spend billions on Amari Cooper, then I'm on board. You know that's that's basically the mode you have to be in at this point. You know you you can't sit there and and, and get angry now because you know they didn't they didn't get Amari Cooper. You you've got to commit to this coach if you're a real Redskins fan. And whatever he at least the first year. Whatever he does.
0: I think we missed one other piece to the Cooper or to, you know, free agents maybe, you know, not looking at Washington. I think we hit on the, the big ones. But here's the other one with an, with an offensive player, a receiver, and that is Dwayne Haskins. We can't discount what, you know, a receiver might think of Dwayne Haskins. You know, best case, they aren't sure Worst case, they really don't believe. You know, I mean, in Cooper's case, look, I think Cooper wanted to stay in Dallas and be a Cowboy. I think reading through some of that... You know, and now that Dak's there, and by the way, as far as the player goes, I know a lot of you don't think that Amari Cooper's a top five player. I think he's a top five talent on his way to become to to becoming potentially a top five receiver. I loved Cooper coming out in that draft that the Redskins took Brandon Sheriff in. Um I, I just do. I, I like I like I like Amari Cooper. I'm a fan. Now, I, you know, that's a lot of money for a wide receiver. I understand that. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I think that part of it could have been Haskins too. You know, I mean, you've got, if you're a wide receiver, you've got to believe in the quarterback too. And at the very least, I would think that most people aren't sure, including players. They're not going to be completely sure about Dwayne Haskins at this point.
1: I would agree. That's an excellent point in that if you're a receiver, uh, after money, I would think the secondary concern is who's throwing me the ball. You know, right. who's going to, who's going who's gonna to get me the ball. And I'm sorry, as much as I do agree with you that Dwayne Haskins showed some reasons to be optimistic at the end of last year, if you're a Redskins fan, he didn't show enough if you're a wide receiver to commit your next three or four years of, of your career, uh, you know, to, to catching passes from him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, now on the uh, on the Digs trade um, to uh, to Buffalo, I mean Buffalo gives up that first rounder. Um, they gave up four picks in total to get Stefan Diggs. I mean they paid more for Diggs than than uh, Arizona did for Hopkins, which is crazy. Um, ultimately, Minnesota gets a first, a fifth, a sixth, and a fourth next year. And Buffalo gets digs in a seventh rounder. So, you know, they get number twenty two overall, I think is Buffalo, number twenty two overall. I think I looked at that earlier this morning. So now Minnesota, with two picks in the in the first round at twenty two and twenty-five, I believe it is, twenty-two and twenty-five, they have a chance in that first round with all of those receivers to replace Stephon Diggs. You know, they're going to have a chance at Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb or, or uh, Henry Ruggs or uh, Jefferson or any of these receivers, you know, that could potentially be there in Buffalo spot T. Higgins at 22 um, or the Minnesota spot at 25. And they're also going to have a chance to probably get, uh, you know, what they want. I think they want more, you know, they, 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 they sort of need a corner at this point. Um, and they probably got rid of a bit of a headache. In Diggs. And you mentioned it. Like, if Diggs, you know, I don't care what anybody says about Kirk Cousins, the dude has thrown 56 touchdown passes against 16 interceptions and completed 70% of his passes the last two years. Okay. I, whatever you want to say about him, he has been at least a highly productive player at the position. His record as a starting quarterback, 18, 12, uh, I think it's 18 and 12. Um, as the Vikings starter over the last two years, something like that, with one playoff win now in two years. You know, uh, they've moved on from Diggs, they extended Kirk. So you tell me what, you know, what what, what their preference was. I am ultimately surprised Diggs was really, really productive last year. I mean, Diggs caught, uh, I think he was top three, right, Aaron, in, in average yards per reception. It's like near eighteen yards per catch last year, and that was without feeling on the other side for much of the year. Um, but you can't you can't keep throwing these tirades on the sideline. In a playoff game, that was that was the worst. You know the irony of it is is that big celebration with cousins walking into the locker room in the Superdome, you know, and and uh the 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 how do you you know, um how do you like that when he screamed that out? You know who was yeah. front and center cheering him on and hugging him? Stefan Diggs, <laughs> you know, if you go back and watch that video, Diggs is right there front and center cheering Kirk on as he's going through his post-game speech. But anyway, uh, I, I good good for Arizona, man. They get a better player in Hopkins, a better dude and a better teammate than, than Diggs. And I like Diggs. I'm a Maryland guy. I, I wanted Diggs in that 2015 draft when the Skins took Crowder. I was there, you know, you and I were doing a show then. I I was like, take Stefan Diggs, Jesus. He's going to be at the very least a lethal punt returner for you. Um, And uh, they took Crowder. But um, I thought that was interesting. Just, you know, I don't know what Bill O'Brien's doing. And it leads me to this, too, with Bill O'Brien. This was the opportunity for the Redskins, guys. Like, no matter what you believe about what was available for Trent last year or what wasn't available. Bill O'Brien has now made three of the worst trades as the sort of acting GM. Okay, the the uh, Jadavian Clowney trade, terrible. The Laramie, Laramie Tunsil trade, way overpaid. And now the DeAndre Hopkins trade, one of the worst received trades I think I've ever seen. Aaron, can you remember a time when a trade was so universally, you know, described as a one-sided fleecing? one team versus the other last time uh, bill o'brien made a trade yeah. last offseason for Tunsil, yeah for Tunsil, or the one yeah. with when he traded clowney yeah. and didn't get enough exactly. back for him and so there was the opportunity houston was interested in trent williams you know before they made the Tunsil deal now yes. I would, you know, Bruce Allen may not have been smart enough to 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 get the most in a deal out of Houston, but you know if you would just, all, I mean, you would have got. This is where when the guys say you would have never gotten a first last year, I say, really, look at what Houston's done in these trades. You're going to tell me if you had made Trent Williams available that you wouldn't have gotten a deal uh, that would have looked a hell of a lot better than the deal you're going to get now. You're out of your well, mind. Well,
1: that's ridiculous. Of course they would have. Yeah. I mean, you know, people. People are kidding themselves to believe otherwise. What's interesting as we bear all over free agency like bumper cars here (laughs) and get back to to Brady for a second Mm -hmm. because it's connected to the Redskins, there seems to be this connection to Trent Williams going to the Chargers to attract Brady to sign with the
0: Chargers. Where are you seeing that? That wouldn't surprise me at all, by the way, because they have have a need and they have this space. I'm yeah, sorry.
1: I've seen that. I've seen. I forget where I saw it. I saw it on social media, and uh, there's this notion that the Chargers would trade for Trent Williams. It would be part of the deal to try to convince Tom Brady to sign with with the Chargers.
0: That that doesn't that does absolutely that does not surprise me at all. The char, Chargers are one of those teams that's been mentioned. They have the the, the salary cap space. You know, they're up there in the top ten of available salary cap space. They have the need. They have uh, you know, obviously in Williams and in Keenan Allen and in Hunter Henry and in Eckler who they re-signed, they've got the weapons. And you add a Trent Williams, and by the way, the Chargers, the Chargers, um, refresh my memory, Aaron. I think they've got an early second round pick. I think they have an early second round pick, which, you know, if if what you're reading is has any merit that would be that'd be perfect. If Brady's looking for 30 million, do they
2: have the cap space
0: though for both? Um yes, because you can you, you can I mean, you certainly can release, you can lessen yeah. you can backload the Trent deal. You know, because Brady's going to be a short-term front-loaded right. deal and you can backload the Trent deal. But um and, I mean they've got the weapons, man. They have the weapons and they're moving into their new stadium this year, right?
1: Yes, yes they
0: are. Assuming yeah they're the stadium moving stadium out of construction doesn't get delayed yeah assume-
1: that's true I mean there's there so many there's so many ramifications of what's going on here uh,
0: that's a good one, one though I, I I mean we've mentioned the chargers in the past as a possibility, but now with Brady potentially going to the chargers, it makes more sense that the chargers would be interested in Trent they have the, they have the their second round pick is 37 overall. Obviously, you're not getting number six overall because they're going to use that still with Brady there. They'll probably use that to draft the quarterback of the future. Draft the quarterback, potentially, yes, will. You know, a Justin Herbert, as an example, it's possible that they would do that. Um, they, be, yeah, I mean, they do.
1: So, I mean, Trent Williams could be, you know, protecting the blind side of Tom Brady. What do you think Tom Brady has
0: left? Hold on for a second. Remember the Russell O'Kung trade. He's in. He's he's with the Chargers, right? Because that was the trade last week for Trey Turner, oh, okay, straight up. Okay. am I right about that, Aaron? Okay. wasn't that the Trey Turner y- Okung yes. trade? Yes. So, Okung's okay, then, in, then
1: then I must have been reading an old tweet. Okay, must must have I, been old.
0: Yeah, because I just I, I pulled, I pulled, I, pulled I pulled up their um, their depth chart real quickly, and it's uh and yeah, yeah the was, the Okung was, trade. Yeah, was, hey, you know what? It doesn't. This was old. You know what? It doesn't matter though because still first of all trent williams you know you you know one of the reasons houston is still interested in trent which they are apparently at least standing reported that and arizona could still be a really good destination for trent as well um but you know one of the reasons is houston actually might consider tr- playing one of the two at right tackle and okun could certainly play right and trent could p- play left in that particular situation it, you it, know, it, it, you, you're going to want to protect Chargers. Brady. You're going to, I mean, for, I Houston, mean for yeah. the Chargers. I mean, the goal here is you need to protect Brady if he ends up there. So if you've got, okay, who's their right tackle? I don't even know who their right tackle is. Sam Tevy TV. I have no idea if he's any good. But, you know, Rivers was under siege last year. I do remember that yeah. for much yes, of the year. Yes, he was. Um, okay. But does Tom
1: Brady have anything
0: left? Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. If you put them in the I mean, look at what they accomplished last year with no weapons offensively. You're
1: right. I agree. I agree. It will be real curious to see a quarterback who basically set the tone uh, for the whole culture in New England. If he will come in there as the big swinging you-know-what, saying everyone's going to do things my way, or is he just going to quietly adapt? To whatever the culture is, of the team he's
0: with. <laughs> I don't see him. I don't see him leaving where he was if this was his choice to quietly adapt to a new spot. Do you?
1: No, probably not. But that will be an interesting mixture as to, I mean, what he's used to. The way the the way New England does business is a lot different than every other team, almost. Well, I ni- will be real curious to see uh, how he adjusts to that
2: the the nice thing about the places he might pro, he might go is there's not really a culture for him to upend in the chargers or the buccaneers locker room they'll they'll gladly take the brady culture that's yeah. true
0: that's i mean
1: true. they probably will are we
2: are we so you we, think you,
0: what go you ahead you
1: think he still has a lot left
0: oh i think he's certainly got you know one to two years left i mean okay. here's what we've seen over the years right tommy i mean We have seen some of the biggest name quarterbacks in the history of the game, not end their careers in the places they started, you know, and some of them had, unfortunately, not very good endings in the new places like Unitas in San Diego, like um, Namath with the Rams. That's right. Um, But Montana did. And Peyton did. Yeah. You know, Montana didn't get him to the Super Bowl, but he got him to the AFC title game, and he was really good. And Peyton, you know, forget about the team that won the Super Bowl with mostly Von Miller in, def- in defense. He had an incredible year in that Super Bowl that they lost to Seattle in. So I know he's 42 years old. The point is, like, you tell me how old was United when it just completely fell apart and it went from he's really good to no good anymore. I know it can happen super quickly, and maybe Brady's years next year. But we just saw him have a really good season in New England with not a lot of help. Yeah, and
1: plus he went to the Chargers, who were an absolute disaster. Terrible
0: United did uh,
1: when, when United did. I mean, they, they, they were they were they were a drug filled team. That was a team full of drug addicts that, that United went to, and he talked to me about it once uh, years later. So the, the Chargers were a mess, uh, and that's not, Brady's not going to face that situation. You know, I mean, what we're doing now is also reflecting, like you mentioned, all the quarterbacks who have done something like this before. And here's something I really get think it's underrated. What Peyton Manning did in, 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 in Denver,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's underplayed and underrated. It's, it's tremendous. He took 55 touchdown passes.
0: Oh, uh, he set the and NFL record that first year in 2013. And,
1: and this is a guy who people thought couldn't even throw the ball 20 yards anymore. I know. So what Manning did, I just think, really gets underplayed in terms of his career. In, in, in that time he was in Denver. I mean, people just want to chalk it up to Von Miller and, and that great uh, Denver defense. But what Peyton Manning did... I mean, uh, Brady's not going to do that. He's not going to throw 55 touchdowns.
0: I'll tell you what, if he's in Tampa, he's going to throw a lot. I mean, he's going to throw a lot of touchdowns. Because you think about this, Jameis Winston threw how many? 35? How many touchdown passes? Yeah, it was the 30-30 season. So think about if he didn't throw all those interceptions and he had stayed on the field instead of throwing interceptions that took him off the field, he'd have thrown 45 at least. Where's Winston going to end up? That's uh, there there's a lot of interesting uh, things with this musical chairs. Winston could end up without a seat. Well, if Brady goes to the Chargers, he could end up with a seat in
2: Tampa. Right. Then that, that might be and it, if Philip goes to Indianapolis, if Teddy goes to Carolina,
0: and and Cam comes to Washington.
2: Cam comes, <laughs> Dick Dalton ends up in New England.
0: Yeah. Oh, so on New England real quickly because obviously now it's a new day for the New England Patriots, we think. Um, they don't have a lot of cap space, as most of you know. I mean, they're they're near the bottom in cap space, um, so it's not like they can make. I mean, I guess they could theoretically make a move and cut a few more players and sign a Rivers or go after a Bridgewater. Um, but I I liked Jarrett Stidham. Cooley and I had this conversation about the quarterbacks in the draft, and I said, I like Jarrett Stidham. I think he's going to be an NFL starter at some point down the road. And I don't think Cooley agreed with me, although I think he liked him. Um, But I think the Patriots do like Stidham. They could be starting over next year. You know, they lost Van Noy. They they, they lose Collins on defense. You know, they may be looking at this thing, and what would be interesting is if they really are starting a rebuild and they're going to start Jarrett Stidham next year quarterback. Is Belichick in for the long haul? Is he in for the total rebuild?
1: I think if he didn't walk away the same time Brady did, then I think he's in for the long haul.
0: Now that Brady's walked first, he can't walk at the same – he can't walk tomorrow, can he?
1: No, he can't. No, he he can't do that. Look, uh, I've always been – if you're giving credit to Brady or Belichick, I've always been the Belichick camp. I've given more credit to him for their success than uh, – than, uh giving it to Brady,
0: I think it's equal. Uh, okay, I'd, I'd but, lean, yeah. I'd lean Brady. Really, I think so. I, I've always had a difficult time with this one. Um, I, I just think that it was like the perfect marriage. It's the greatest coach, and he was such a great coach before Brady. And I understand that one of the great defensive minds of all time. Um, you know, it gave the, you know, actually had an 11 and 5 season with the Cleveland Browns. Um, but, you know, I and also. actually I,
1: had an 11, 11 and 5 season with Matt with, Castle.
0: Uh, that's true. Um, and didn't make the playoffs. Um, I, but I don't think. Like some think that if Brady had been drafted by let's just say a horrible organization like the Browns or the Redskins or, you know, the Jets or somebody like that, that he wouldn't have elevated that that program to to significant heights. I think he would have. And I understand when people say, well, Aaron Rodgers is more of that kind of guy that would elevate the team. No, Brady's that kind of guy too. I Brady's a, a an all time great special player. I mean, let's not act like Brady wouldn't have been a winner somewhere else. I, I don't buy that at all. And let's not act like if you had stuck, you know, any quarterback into the Josh McDaniels, you know, Weiss, Belichick, you know, environment that they would have won as many. I think if you had taken but, somebody like Phillip Rivers, I think Rivers would be holding multiple rings, you know, right but now. The question, but you still needed somebody is, great.
1: The issue isn't whether Brady would be great. The issue is with any other coach would a sixth round draft pick be given the opportunity?
0: Well, uh, yeah. To have done that. I mean, well, I'm not G- sure. I don't care. Gibbs would have. Gibbs would have,
1: <laughs> <Gibbs would've>, yes. <laughs> right. But those, those coaches are very few and far in between. There's more likely that somebody in another situation, when Drew Bledsoe went down, would have panicked and said, We've got to get a quarterback in here. And Brady may have never gotten his chance.
0: That was a really good E-60 show, if I didn't mention that in previous podcasts that I watched on my flight back from Utah uh, like a month ago. The E-60 on Drew Bledsoe is excellent. You know, that injury that he had against the Jets that brought Brady into the lineup nearly killed him. He was was close to dying um, with that injury. Um, And it's just an interesting story. He's actually got... um, he runs. Uh, he he he's got vineyards in Northern California. He's an interesting guy, and it was so quite the interesting story. And you can tell that that Bledsoe, you know, ended up in he ended up being supportive of Brady and ended up becoming friends with Brady. But he thinks that he would have had the same success as Brady. He really does. Um, yeah. And if he doesn't get hurt, there they they certainly don't go to Brady at that point. But no. um, but you're right. You know, you're right. Like Belichick has the ability to say well i don't really care what round yes. he got picked in and i don't i've yes. watched him now in practice and he's going to be great because i know i know what i'm talking about real quickly on brady too we haven't talked about any other teams we've talked about the chargers and the bucks the 49ers did say no apparently over the weekend um you know but i i mean would you completely discount the 49ers what about the bears bears are i think would be the interesting dark horse and
2: then maybe the panthers now but the Panthers aren't ready to Look win at their, now.
1: Their, their, a writer, there's a writer in Boston I've heard on the radio. I think it's Ben Valen. He writes for the Globe. He always thinks that the Panthers were the place that made the most sense because you have a new owner there who's trying to make a big splash. And you have a new progressive young coach there who obviously could be easily controlled by Brady. So uh, the Panthers are an interesting choice.
0: The Panthers don't have the same chance to contend for a Super Bowl that the Chargers and the Bucks do. But look do. at
1: the offensive weapons they've got.
0: Well, I they've do after after Christian McCaffrey. D. J. Moore. I know, but DJ DJ Moore is not Mike Evans. He's not. He's not Godwin. He's not Keenan Allen. You know, and and they they have McCaffrey. And uh, you know, and they've got an uh, an unproven college coach. You know, Anthony Lynn's done a decent job in LA. What you're you're, you're scoffing at that, Aaron? That
1: college coach uh, is considered an offensive genius.
0: Yeah, he is. He he he's well. Matt Rule's a a, a defensive guy, Um, but but he he's considered a very innovative guy. And I, uh, you know. The Chicago thing is – I'm just trying to think. It's uh, Tark Cohen. It's the guy from Iowa State, the running back, that they drafted last year that they loved. David Montgomery. David Montgomery. It is um, – Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. It's also the guy from Memphis that I love, Anthony Miller, who I think actually is going to be a really good player. It's Trey Burton, who actually is a pretty good pass-catching tight end. But But, again, you're not talking – now, defensively – the Bears have a shot, but you're not talking about the Chargers or the Bucks roster. I don't think. we the no-
1: Bears. I, the Bears are a mess. I mean, that. that, that I mean, you know, I mean, the, the way they've operated the past couple years, uh, they picked the wrong quarterback. Uh, I wouldn't have a lot of confidence in them as an organization.
2: Uh, I also don't think the Chicago Bears could uh, afford... Oh, because, yeah, right. They they just, they just also just signed
0: a player. They signed... Um, uh, they signed Mark... Uh, where did Mariota land? Robert Quinn. Oh, they signed Robert Quinn, right. Did Mariota end up in Oakland? Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: all right. Not um, Oakland. L.A. Uh, uh, Vegas. Not Vegas. L.A.,
0: Vegas, yeah. God, what's going to be harder to get used to, the Chargers in L.A. or the Raiders in Vegas?
1: Oh, I think the Raiders. I mean, I, I you know, I, hell, I said the Oakland Raiders the whole time they were in L.A.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people did. I think I finally got used to calling them the L.A. Raiders, um, Las Vegas Raiders. I think the, uh, I mean, the Chargers that in that's been a tough one to get used to over the years. The Raiders are making you know a third move here. It's Oakland, L.A., and now Vegas. Um, yeah. All right. Um, wanted to get to what the Redskins did do yesterday. Uh, they, first of all, brought Kendall Fuller back. Um, they're paying him four years, $40 million, $10 million per year, according to the reports you know he was obviously part of the deal that brought alex smith here i'm not going to be a revisionist you know historian here and tell you that that was a dumb deal because i was in favor of the alex smith deal i was not in favor of the contract extension but i was okay with alex smith coming here i like alex smith I always did like Alex Smith in Kansas city. What I didn't consider what I said at the time is they better get a running game because Alex Smith will not succeed without a running game. And they, and they didn't necessarily, although Adrian Peterson really helped out, but he he was not a good fit for Jay Gruden. You know, Bruce Allen made that trade, you know, without a lot of input, he had the ability to do that. And like, you know, with Josh Norman, it was sort of a square peg into a round hole. Um, But, you know, Kendall Fuller leaving was was a big miss. Kendall Fuller, do you know, had the – according to the pro football focus or whatever it was, was the highest-rated defensive player in the Super Bowl um, this past Super Bowl I like Kendall Fuller The Redskins needed a corner They clearly didn't want to pay Byron Jones $16 million a year Or James Bradbury $15 million a year And maybe they knew that Neither one of those two players Would come here anyway Bradbury was the one that People thought could come here Because he was a Carolina Panther Who had played for Rivera I love Fuller coming back I think he can play on the outside uh, Many of you have tweeted me I think he can play on the outside But obviously he was a very Very effective You know slot corner. I think what you have now at corner for the Redskins is you've got Moreau and Dunbar on the outside. I don't think they they're going to let Dunbar go. Okay? They're going to force Dunbar to play on that deal if they don't give him a give him an uh, an extension. Um so you've got Moreau and Dunbar on the outside and you have um you have uh, fuller uh on the inside. I mean that's what they're going to more likely than not have defensively. Do they need another corner maybe? Do they need another safety? Yes. You know, had they address needs or did they? Um, well, they signed some dude, Wes Schweitzer. I've never heard of him. Okay, just, I, I've no other than what I read. You know that he's versatile. He can play guard. He can play center. They 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 gave him three years, thirteen and a half million. He played in Atlanta, and when they lost Eric Flowers, which by the way, old Franco, remember the tweet? Franco ripped me for when the reports came out from I don't know was it Julie or somebody else that said Eric they were going to sign Eric Flowers. I forget who it was. Um, I wasn't right about Cleveland. I will grant you that. But ten million bucks, the Redskins didn't want to match. They did offer him eight million, according to JP Finley. Um, good for Flowers. As an aside, wow, his career was over a year from now, and the Redskins gave him a chance to play guard. And Callahan obviously did a good job teaching him how to play guard. And now the dude's going home to South Florida at ten million bucks a year. That is really quite the turnaround story, you know, from all-time first-round bust, not all-time, but as a first-round bust to maybe a really solid, if not better-than-average guard in the NFL – um, and then the Redskins um, re-signed John Bostic. I liked Bostic. I came in here on Mondays and told you I thought Bostic had played well the day before. He's smart. He's a coach on the field. He's a leader. Um, that's what Rivera is looking for. And personally, I think he's more athletic and in better um, as, as and, and runs better than most people out there think. I think it's also an indication that they're really not sure on Ruben Foster, um, but. It was not a lot of money, so they still could go out and sign a guy like Corey Littleton, although I don't expect them to. But you still hear Tommy have, okay, a potential left tackle need if you trade Trent Williams, a quarterback need. Um, You have more playmakers on offense, including tight end, and they obviously wanted a big-name wide receiver. I would not sign Eric Ebron. He's not the guy. He's not the right guy. And then defensively, they still are going to need a safety, um and probably another corner, and they're going to draft Chase Young is my guess. I hope that missing out on Cooper and potentially trading Trent Williams, which hasn't happened yet, um, I hope it doesn't influence what they do at number two, meaning I hope they don't feel more compelled to trade back to address needs and pass on a player and a talent, maybe a generational talent like Chase Young.
1: So there's no package to trade back that would that would change your mind.
0: I would be all ears. First, I'd listen to everything. So there's obviously a package. I mean, but you'd have to really give up, you know, a boatload. Like you'd have to, you know, just thinking about the draft. You know, you'd have to get Miami's. You know, uh, obviously Miami at 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 uh, at five. You'd have to get Miami at eighteen. You'd have to get Miami second. You'd have to get Miami's next year's first. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not moving off a generational player unless I've got the chance to draft some really good players and lots of them, hoping to hit on two of them that equal Chase Young. I, I would listen, but I think that the, you know, I think Chase Young could be a massive difference maker um, for them on defense. I think he would solve I... a lot of problems.
1: I agree, and I think Ron Rivera probably thinks the same thing, which is why when I connect the dots, I don't see how a defensive guy like Ron Rivera is going to pass on a generational defensive talent. I just don't see
0: it. I don't see it either, really. I don't see it either. I think that um, ultimately... This is like
1: John Elway getting a chance to draft a generational quarterback. Whether he needs it or not, he, he, you know he's not going to pass. Ron Rivera has been a linebacker, a linebacker's coach, played linebacker on one of the best defenses in the history of the league. Got got a yeah. pass on Chase Young? I don't
0: think so. I don't so. think so. I mean, you know, I had a friend of mine who's a coach text me something um, last night, and he said, you know, I've listened to you on Chase Young, and the guy is clearly a major talent, but he said he didn't like that he didn't work out at the Combine, which by the way is not unusual anymore. And he said, watch the tape over and over again. He doesn't have the same motor that Bosa has. And look, the Bosa's, Joey and Nick Bosa, have relentless energy, it seems like. And there are people that say, you know, if Chase Young didn't get to the quarterback, he's not chasing people down. I saw a guy with a motor when I watched most of the time, but... I don't know. I saw a guy that had multiple moves, had quick twitch and will make a defense have to game plan for him and will still end up uh you know getting the numbers that he should get. That's what I saw. Yeah, Plus he, everything he, from he, a he's dude not, he,
1: He's not going to be the only guy in the field. You got Montez Sweat that obviously will benefit from his presence. Uh so yeah, that that front seven of the Redskins defense is a good place for him to be.
0: Yeah, agreed. All right. Uh, did we forget anything? Real quick before
2: we uh, go off, Colts are finalizing a deal with Philip Rivers, and Panthers are closing in on Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Okay, so Rivers is going to play. He's not going to be in the Monday Night Booth. It would appear he'll play in Indianapolis. Um, you know they're well coached, Frank Reich. They've got some talent for sure. Um, what about Brissett back to New England? They liked Brissett. It's interesting. I, I just. I mean. That's not the, the – I like to per He didn't play as well as I thought he would last year. Tommy, what else you got?
1: I got nothing else, boss. I'm, I'm, I'm about to uh, go back into hibernation.
0: I got one more thing real quickly. The trade that the Colts and the 49ers made yesterday I found to be a really interesting trade because Buckner can really, really play. But I think the 49ers wanted 13 overall to put another major weapon offensively out there for Garoppolo. Um, Who knows? Maybe it's for Brady. Uh, And they're going to have a chance to get one of those great receivers at 13, which means that this lukewarm response to Emmanuel Sanders and re-signing him, and I know he's 32 years old going on 33. But it means he's available, and if the Redskins are looking for a veteran wide receiver to go with McLaurin and Harmon and Steven Sims, you could do a lot worse than Emmanuel Sanders, and he's not going to require anywhere near you know, a top-of-the-market deal. He's a mid-market deal guy because of his age. So that's something to keep an eye on. I was, you know When I saw that trade, I was thinking the 49ers are parting with a really good defensive player. Because they're not, and they're not re-signing Emmanuel Sanders, at least they haven't so far, and they want to get a guy like Jerry Judy, or they want to get a guy like CeeDee Lamb, or they want to get a guy like Jefferson or Ruggs to put out there. Um, because Sanders was pretty damn productive last year for the uh, 49ers in their Super Bowl um, you know, run, in their run to the Super Bowl as NFC champions. Um, that Listen, was just...
1: the, Red, the Redskins, if they want to judge, what they've got in, in in Dwayne Haskins this year. They better get him some weapons.
0: Yeah, and we're all excited about McLaurin and Sims and Harmon. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, they're looking for more. They're they're looking for, for something else. Or maybe they're looking for that something else for Cam. Again, I'm just looking on Twitter right here. Now it's Kelvin Harmon. Kelvin Harmon just put out a tweet. And yeah. he says... Cam can I'll come down and pick you up and drive you up to DC. It's only a four and a half hour drive. Oh, Dwayne, just stay off social media, please. But they won't. They won't. No. Nope. You know what? Actually, it's more important for those young people today, Tommy, to not infect anybody. That's more. Stay on social media all you want. Just don't go to a gathering of more than ten people. Did you see the spring breakers ah. down in Clearwater, Florida? Holy shit. So it's wrong with people.
1: But, I mean, they, they take their lives in, in their hands every day when they're at spring break.
0: I think you, and I think I, I feel this way about myself too, we would have been pretty hard to talk out of spring break if we were 20 years old right now.
1: Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, impossible.
0: Yeah. I mean, so. give,
1: give, given, given what I've seen and what I've done during that time, <laughs> right. Yeah. Life was not a precious commodity.
0: No. I was at Mardi Gras one year um, with strep throat and a fever of like 102, and Tommy, I made it through the whole weekend. And you know what the answer was during that weekend? Just drink more. You now, come on, you're fine. You're, you're just here, here, just drink this. Yeah.
1: Oh, one last thing.
0: Yeah. I wanted to share something with you. A bizarre
1: thing last night. Do you remember your dreams? Sometimes. Okay, I usually don't. <laughs> I
0: mean, sometimes, yeah.
1: But last night, I had a dream that I was hanging out in a hotel bar with Larry Hagman, the guy from *I Dream of Jeannie*.
0: In Dallas, who yeah.
1: Tony Nelson in yeah, Dallas, yeah. And he was trashing the place. <laughs> I mean, he's throwing bottles around <laughs> and glasses around. Right. And I'm trying to calm him down.
0: Larry Hagman is he alive?
1: I don't know. Where does that come from?
0: I don't know. He—he's no de- idea. He's dead. He died in 2012. I, well,
1: I was hanging out with him at a hotel bar, and he was out of control.
0: Was he Was he? I Dream of Jeannie's husband, Tony Nelson, or was he the Dallas Larry Hagman? Because the Dallas Larry no, Hagman was, was a bad dude. No, he was the
1: Tony Nelson. Uh, he was? H- yeah. yeah. It's the only one I know. I never watched
0: that. Is Dallas. Barbara
1: Eden still alive? I think she is. But I didn't dream of Barbara Eden.
0: That's her name, right?
1: Yeah. I dreamt, I dreamt about, uh, you know, Larry Hagman.
0: I Dream of Jeannie was you know, a great show. I I did not watch actually, Dallas. I,
1: I, I was a bewitched guy more than I dreamed of genie. Bewitched mm. was better. Yeah,
0: Elizabeth Montgomery. Elizabeth
1: Montgomery oh, yeah. was, I think, hotter than, than Barbara Eden. I
0: agree with that. I completely yes. agree with that. I um I, I never really watched Dallas.
1: Neither did I. Or Dynasty.
0: But but yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch, exactly those, those. I didn't
1: watch TV in the '80s, you know. I didn't. I didn't... Not really.
0: The TV Except in the '80s.
1: Eight...
0: The TV and in the LA '80s. Law,
1: maybe that's it.
0: Well, the Thursday night lineup of Cosby, followed by Family Ties, followed by Cheers, followed by Night Court was a pretty good Thursday night lineup in the '80s. I do remember that. Yeah, it was. I loved Cheers. Loved. it.
1: Yes, great show. All
0: right, we're done for the day. Uh, bye, right, everybody. Awesome. Back tomorrow.